So we don't have Dan today. No, Dan. no, Dan. I did like my little troll to him. Let's talk about Dan's favorite shipping spots. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like closely guarded secrets. <sighs> well, you know, so it's going out there when you're out there, it's kind of like, yeah, there's the, the shrimping areas, right? They mm-hmm. have three the different spot. spots. Well, three different areas. And you just spend time looking at your depth charts, trying to find where the good drops are and all those kind of things that kind of help. And then send it. If you, if you get out there late, you just look for where people <laughs> drop their, their stuff. <laughs> You're like, huh, well, this looks like a good area and there's three pots laying there. So, well, maybe I'll set right over here. Either they're all idiots and I'm about to yeah. be a fourth idiot or we're, yep. all, or we're all golden. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that you're like, well, here's three pots and there's one way over there. That dude either knows something or he's the idiot. <laughs> one or the other. Usually the idiot, but I'm just, we digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my buddies in the ER, he, or, excuse me, she, it's, it's, it's a, a same size boat. They've got a Raider and okay. they would come back with like buckets of shrimp. And so, I mean, like, literally, like, they'd be like, yeah, so we have our game meat freezers. And when you have a freezer dedicated to each species, yeah, like, like there's the salmon freezer, the yeah. halibut freezer, the bear freezer, and mm-hmm. the shrimp freezer, you know, you're yeah. doing something right. Well, you're spending a lot of time out there. He is in the Coast Guard. So there's the other side of this that I kind of throw around a little, like, man, I could have, like, I, I could do that but I would be sending, spending so much time away from family and other responsibilities when you're in the Coast Guard and you're like hanging out on the water all the time. And Right. Well, and let's you face it, you're telling me those guys on out cruising around patrol don't pull up a shrimp pot once in a while? Actually, apparently not because I, I kind of I, I banged oh, a little really? bit about that. Yeah, he says, no, we really don't. He says, but on the same token, I also see where everybody else lays their shrimp pots forever, right? Because mm. he's out mm. cruising around, right? You're going to be yeah. going, hey, there's pots over there. Hey, those guys are doing really well. Because you know you're looking at things through binoculars, you know what I mean. So true. he kind of, so he's not, That's so he's true. doing all the scouting without scouting, you know what I mean. You just and, know the area so well, right? Exactly. Well, and the yeah. other thing is too is that they spend probably three out of four weekends on the water, like. That's yeah, like their, exactly. Their, I mean, so yeah. like they, the, they they treat it like an RV, like they go out, they send it, <laughs> and they just, I mean, they're in and out of Whittier all the time. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you have to do. And I just don't have that at all ability to do. Like I have you know, the responsibilities and the, the day jobs and the, that kind of stuff that you got to deal with, you know? Yeah. Right. That's the problem with Alaska is that we all have this thing called a job. That's mm -hmm. a dirty four letter word. It really is really, really is. So anyway, uh, did you see, um, fish and game what they're voting on today or have voted on? I guess they were doing that today. I didn't hear what they were voting on. I saw the thing about how they put out for sports fishermen that we're allowed to go out fishing and hunting and, but use all the social distancing and all that crap so that you, you know, you can go to a, you, which on that, I'm really curious how long that's going to last. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, because I don't like to be like, you know, elbow to elbow with some dude <laughs> on a river. But I feel right. like every time I go to a river and set up in a nice little spot where there's not a lot of people, pretty soon there's some dude who sets up right next to me. Well, but I mean, I think what they're thinking about is like, okay, like bear hunting. I'm not going to go out. Like you and I might go out together, right? Sure. But we're not going out with everybody and their brother. It's not a large event. 
you know, but you think about Ship Creek, but like Ship Creek, yeah. Now here's the inter- other interesting thing about all this is that they said specifically, like, buy, take your gas in with you, plan on drive in, come out with like as little stoppage as possible. So like the idea being is that like if you go to for baiting, well, for like bear baiting, or even like yeah. say if we want to drive into Homer, right? The idea sure. is that they want us to drive and fill up. Like we have to fill up, fine, fill up, but like no getting groceries, no getting. You know, so plan on bringing your own lunch. Like, do what it takes to be self-sufficient when you do these things, and keep it in. Which sure. okay, reasonable, right? Now, here's the other interesting thing: when you say Ship Creek, and this is the part that's concerning that they're voting on probably right now as we speak, is that Mayor Berkowitz, our mayor of the Muni, is asking for emergency order powers through the end of the end of through mid-November. So, so there's two things that I have on that, like the two thoughts, like. The first one, well, I guess really kind of a one thought that strings into two potentials. Yeah. Right. So he's going to either use this responsibly like any normal person would who is dealing with emergency management and is listening to the people who are telling him what he should do. Because let's face it, he has people there that are telling him how he should handle this. Yeah. And so far he's done a very good job. I mean, an amazing job. I don't, I don't, I, I disagree with him on most political things. Um, He's not a guy that I voted for. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know that I would vote for him even after this, just because we so fundamentally disagree on certain subjects that are very near and dear to my heart. But sure. You know, um, he still handled it very excellent. And like, so part of me kind of goes, I hope he's doing this with a thought of if I have these, I can do the right things and just, you know, keep everybody updated, explain what I'm doing. And just like, it just, it goes smooth. If he's looking at it as like trying to do like what I see it as, is if he shuts down, like, so Ship Creek, let's just say, according to the state, is open. But he says, no, we're going to stay no fishing because you guys can't handle it. He could shut yeah. down Ship Creek. He could, and, which and the is tail still race. a huge uh, – hu- well, the tail race, I believe, is uh, Matsu Or is that, just out- is that just outside? That's just outside. That is, oh. that is a Matsu well, okay. area. Hold on. But they've Su- been just about as bad. I say, But Matsu will shut that down. Why? Because oh, all yeah. the anchorage will go there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, um, so if he's doing this responsibly, he is doing this in the, if I have emergency availability where I can use emergency orders through November, then I can slowly start introducing people back to people, you know, mm-hmm. and getting bigger and bigger groups and making sure that this is not explode as soon as we say, okay, hunker down is over. Right. Right. That would be right. the responsible way to do this. Because if he doesn't, and he just says, no, everyone's going to hunker down till November, then in November, you still have to do that. Well, and the worst part is about this is that, so we've also learned today that Princess Cruises has essentially pulled the plug on Alaska. Did you hear For this about season? That? For the season, yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, we kind of knew anyways, but, you know, let's yeah. be honest about it. It's just, it's the official news of, it's kind of like, you know, it's coming. Then when it finally comes, you kind of go, ah, I was kind of hoping we could somehow get around that. And you just couldn't. But it's <laughs> only from a money so thing. Much, so much crap that comes off those cruise ships, dude, from the medical side of it. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying there isn't advantages to uh, this. But on the same token, it's dollars, people's livelihoods. You know, I mean, they're not going to open up the lodges. So, you know, lots of things go into this. Now, I'll find it personally the way I'd reopen this. And I'm just uh, just a dumb nurse talking that's, you know, been in the military. So I do a little knuckle dragging every now and again. Okay. A lot of times. <laughs> but I really think you got to a open it back up of, okay, people can go do their thing. But like when it comes to like theaters, I wouldn't open up theaters right away. They'd be some of the last things to open up. Well, and I feel like that's what, if he has this till November, he's he going to do, do it. Yeah. Because he can, 
because now that would give him the ability to do that instead of at the end of or was it beginning of May or whenever May first or whatever. Actually, it, it expires tonight. Does it expire tonight? Yeah. So technically, starting tonight, all of a sudden, anyone can go out and do anything. Right. I mean, obviously, the 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 uh, the assembly is going to give him not the assembly sure. the the council people are yeah. going to give him a month. I mean, that's uh, that's not an issue. I mean, I think we all know sure. that, but. Um, but but my, honestly, in a month, do you think we're ready to start opening everything up full bore again? Depends. So here's the reason why I say depends. Because right now, if we test at certain locations, and I'm not going to avoid getting into too much of a political debate and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you test at certain locations, you can get it back in the state of Alaska in like three, four hours. Okay. Other places, it takes days. Sure. And yes, they're both located in Anchorage. Okay. Um, all based on who funds you sure. and how, you, yeah. how you're funded, blah, blah, blah. If we can get that testing down to where everybody that gets a cough, a sore throat, because like if you get a cough, a sore throat, a, or a fever, or anything, at certain locations, they will test you for COVID-19. Just like they would do for the flu in any right, other yeah. spot. Right, exactly. It's like it's just like a, no big deal. It's just swab you, see what's going on, and you can quarantine if you got the COVID, and you'll know. Mm -hmm. Versus yeah. other times, you know, to get like my, my coworker, she was coughing hacking up a lung and she looked at me and she goes, David, this is not the Rona's. That's what we have in our, in our, in our office. The Rona. The Rona. And I said, okay, Maria. And she has this thick Filipino accent. She goes, I get this every year. Like I get the same cough. It's the same thing I've had for the last 10 years living in Alaska. She goes, I know what this is. I have no fever. And she's a nurse. And she just, she looked at me and I said, you know what? It's an acceptable risk. And I believe her. You know what I mean? Like I made just, well, and what well, we're coming into in Alaska. What is this time of the year? It's breakup. It's it's pollen the season. season. Mm -hmm. This is when all those trees open up and go, boom, here's all my pollen. And right. my truck looks like a pixie came over it and dusted it with yellow pixie dust. That's what I'm going to call your truck from now on, the pixie. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that was good. He called it. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I can't make this up if I tried. <laughs> I'm not that smart. <laughs> you, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I lost, my, that, I lost my train of thought. There, that, there went the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you've got a nice pickup. I mean, in all, in all defense, I mean, you have a nice Ford F-150. It's lifted. It's got nice tires on it, like good wheels. Like it's a nice, like most. Good truck. It's a good truck. My truck. <sighs> I like to call it. I, uh, my nickname for it is Chewbacca because it's, I was cruising. It's silver. It's not even brown. Now, if you call it the Millennium hold Falcon. Hold on. Hold on. Here's talking why. Talk about the guy driving. Because uh, close. <laughs> Don't roll today, asshole. <laughs> uh, this is what social distancing does to people. Makes Dave an a-hole. So we were driving, I had a, a buddy of mine in the truck and he has like a Nissan Xterra. That's like his baby. And he loves that thing. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. So, uh, we're driving back up from the church and you know, as you come up, uh, Eagle River road, it kind of turns and has this gradual up climb. As oh yeah. 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 Fire yeah. Station. You just kind of come up the hill. It's slow. Well, yeah. My truck loves to kind of, it shifts right there and jumps into a little, uh, you know, from sixth to fifth gear and it gets yeah. that rumble, that, that, that truck Where? rumble. And he's like, what is that? It sounds like an animal crawling or growling in your, in your truck. And I'm like, 
you mean the motor? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I guess. So I kind of gasped a little bit. And he's like, huh? Yeah, I guess that is the motor. I'm like, yeah, that's what a man's truck sounds like. <laughs> and uh, so I told that story to my wife. And she's like, yeah, your truck sounds like Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so today I was, uh, my wife had to drive into the hospital. She was driving her friends in. And uh, yep. so I just kind of met her out in the parking lot just to say hi and give her, her sunglasses because I knew that they were in the, I drive the Toyota just because it gets better fuel economy every day than the, the, the uh, Suburban. I mean, it was just me in there. I'm going to save some, save some fuel. And she was complaining about the shocks on it. <laughs> the, 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 the infamous 160,000 mile shocks. And uh, she yep. goes, yeah, kind of sort of floating. I said, don't be talking about Chitty that way. So its new nickname <laughs> is Chitty as in C-H-I-T-Y. Chit. Chitty. Chitty. Chitty, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's just a, it's a, yeah, it's a pile of bolts. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's 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 wild times. It's so. It's wild. And the fact that it was almost pert near fifty degrees today is killing me. It, oh, so ch- check this out. It was fifty-two according to my Toyota driving home today. It hit fifty, fifty-two. I mean, but. I mean, 50 plus, like it was, a, it's not just, Hey, yeah. I hit 50. Like it's a solid 50 degrees. I'll be on a plus or minus sure. two degrees on any of these cars. Right. Just the way they work. But my point is it's a solid 50 degrees out there. It's supposed to be 50 for the next week ish. I don't know. 48 to 50. Got all this, got all the snow and ice off my driveway. And I'm just, I'm loving it, man. I'm so excited. You don't have to slip and bust your butt. God, that, that's the only thing that scares me on my driveway. I mean, really, well, you I, know. Got a, I got a flat driveway. I'm not living on a mountain. So. Well, I'm just up high enough on the mountain that my, my, my driveway slopes in. And yep. the car's just not bad, but like taking the, the trash can in and out. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. <laughs> I, I use it like sure. a walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy with the vertigo. <laughs> trying <not to> fall. <laughs> oh, man. If you could get your Arlo video of that, that would have been amazing. <laughs> So, yeah, the only thing is the Arlo conveniently wasn't up for that. I don't know why that was. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Uh, But you want to know what what I'm excited about? So on my phone, the nice thing is you can set like multiple locations for your weather app. So I've got like the major cities in Alaska, you know, Homer, Soldotna, Talkeetna, the major cities, Fairbanks. (laughs) (laughs) I know compared to the lower 48, they'd be like, that's a town, dude. Yep. Does that even make the map? Well, I suppose no. it would. Yeah, no. Anyways, so I was looking. And it's supposed to be 50 in Fairbanks all this week, too. Like, it's like. Yeah, man, it's, it's warmed up. up. So yeah. with that, they're out. I know. Just check out that picture I sent you. Mm-hmm. I know the date was wrong on it, but they're that out. was this year. That big old bear. They're out. Yeah. Did you see one? Yeah. Uh, not yet. I've been looking. I haven't been going that many places. So it's. But. My uh, my my initial is I'm going to be setting some game cams up in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I have game cams, uh, Arlo's. Yeah, you got the Arlo. I don't. So I'm going to set some uh, some cams up and see yeah, what decides to wander across the front yard. Because we, yeah. I mean, we've had grizzlies walk right in front of my yard multiple times, and I miss it because right, all our main windows face the back of our house. Yeah, so our house, we've gotten a black bear, a couple of black bears right at the house, our house in particular. Our neighbors seem to get the grizzlies. It's just kind of the path they travel on. Hmm. But right across the street from us, there's a path that they always use where they, I mean, like you can see like the paw prints and everything that they've used the last few years. Like, yeah, not a big deal. Like it's, I know at some point in time we will have, oh, I did have the grizzly that one day. And I told you about that when I was brewing beer that one night. 
the beer night. Yep. Yeah. Well, that means maybe we should go brew beer where we're uh, set up a bait site. <laughs> the downside is who wants to haul in five gallons of water and That's 20 pounds of electric mules for? <laughs> well, mine's gasoline powered, but who's counting? <laughs> Whatever. There's electricity involved. Well, but the spent grains do uh, make for some great bear bait. It just smells mm. so delicious. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting excited. Tomorrow actually opens up uh, bear baiting everywhere in Alaska. True, except for us because there's still about five foot of snow where we want to be. Well, that's true, but it, technically it's open. You know what I mean? Yep. But so, so on that note, the whole topic we were going to – I was, was trying to bring up <laughs> not <laughs> on this. a rabbit trail like crazy. <laughs> so uh, the Board of Fishing Game met today, and uh, two of the proposals that they're voting on are – Essentially, to let anyone who had a uh, well, I guess I guess I can't say anyone, but certain units, which it, as I'm reading through this, it looks like all the major units that yeah. would be giving out a bear tag, specialty bear tags, they're recycling them for next year. Oh, so, so like so, so if you couldn't do it for COVID due to COVID nineteen reasons, exactly. you'll be able to do it in twenty twenty one. Yeah, ah. so like. Yeah, opening spring 2000, uh, opening a spring 2021 resident, res, residential and non-residential brown bear hunting season in game unit nine. Uh, same thing, modify five ACC, whatever that is, right. to allow the transfer of the 2020 spring uh, drawing for permits to allow in 2021 in certain units so uh one of those is actually this unit so if you draw a, if you drew a black bear tag or a brown bear brown bear tag in 14c which is eagle river area right then right now you can't really hunt it so they're actually going to allow it for next year so let's say if you're out of stater and you drew a tag they're going to allow you to come up next year and fill that tag that's actually really fair of them I mean, yeah. really, I mean, when you think about it from like a, like they could be total douches about it. Say like, nope, you lost it. You're done. Like whatever, dude. But they, um, yeah. but that's, that's really fair of them. Well, let's say you take on average, how many bear you take are taken out of the state. It's really not that many. I mean, really not, not that many. I mean, there's, there's a sum, but it's not like, you know, moose or caribou that you can have thousands taken in the year. You know, I mean, it's not like, uh, like the Capitol forest in Washington. Did I tell you about this? The Capitol Forest? No. So Capitol Forest is like southwest of Olympia. It's the one my brother hunts if he decides he wants to actually hunt. Okay. So it's kind of over towards the panhandle a little bit. It's a yep. it's like like publicly owned property. And for sure. the number of hunters that hunt the property, you know, this it's thousands of acres. But the number of hunters that hunt it compared to the number of deer they estimate there, there is two thirds of a deer for every hunter. What? <laughs> Yeah, isn't that crazy? So if you take all the hunters, take all the deer, there's more hunters than there is deer in that. Forest. Why would you hunt that? Well, it's blacktails. So the thing is that they know if I give an over-the-counter tag because it's all over-the-counter, right? Oh, uh, okay. Here's the thing. One, most guys stick to the road. Two, these are the kind of deer where they will hunker down. Like, yeah. your success rate is stupid low. I mean, so they're uh, throwing if, – if they want to get, let's say, you know, 30 or 40 deer taken out of a you're going to – have 60 guys hunting it at least yeah i mean like for example i mean we took uh when i lived in my last house we were there for see we got there in 2012 we moved in 2016 so we were there for four hunting seasons Mm -hmm. and in the four years we hunted that we took an animal every year off that ridge okay 
and which yeah, you go, okay, not a big deal, right? But I mean, if you live in an area that's right, but my point is different. We, but we went to the same ridge. Sure. Um, we were in Oregon. We kind of did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we were known as kind of like, what are they doing? Like I actually had several guys come, hey, I know you got a deer this year. What are you doing differently? Yeah. Then you have to understand, it was between me, my dad, my brother, and my hunting buddy down yeah. there. So it wasn't like it was necessarily, I mean, talk about, you know, four man guys and you're getting one deer. So it's about a 25%. We're still very successful. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, a little bit different. The terrain's a little bit different. And just like hunting anywhere else is different. You know what I mean? But Sure. But, but yeah, it's weird. But I think that's really fair of the state, you know, back to what we were talking about. I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's really, I mean, talk about fair. I mean, that's, you can't think of a much fairer way to do it. I mean, because really you're not going to knock the bear population out by one year. If it's really that big a deal, they'll just and, cut and back of the following year, you know? That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, you know, I mean, how many bears are you really going to take out of there, especially in some of those units where they're talking about like unit nine and some units that are a little harder to hunt. I mean, these are guys who are putting in for, tags that are like trophy hunt they're coming up here they're paying a guide they're doing those things so not only are they giving the hunters that ability to come up and do it they're also giving the guides the guarantee for next year right which is going to be huge because if you think about it a lot of these guides you know they're taking a hit to the wallet book right now like they're like going, hey i'd love to be out there maybe they are out there doing their bear baiting thing because they're just that's what they do and they're gonna you know sometimes it's good just i think there's good just on a bait on a site but they're going to be well, trying. I mean, I've talked to some guides that they don't do a lot of hunting outside of their work. They just well, don't. Well, well, my point so is this, this gives that might give them that opportunity to kind of. Right. But the other thing is too, is that if you have a site that say, for example, you're using bait, right. And if I use bait every year for say 10 years, right. And then you miss a year. True. But I don't know. I haven't talked to many bear guides that use bait. That's true. That is true. Most of them don't. Most of them, what they're going to do is they're going to be doing a spring bear. They've flown over the areas. They know where those dens are, and they're going to go sit on those dens and wait for those bears to start coming out, and they're going to pick them off there. That's how those guys do it. Well, yeah. They don't wait for them to come down and eat on something. I mean, they're getting these bears fresh out of the den, as long as obviously they're not, you know, south cubs. Right, and all the legalities fall into it. But they're watching them as they're going into the dens. That's the other side of it. And mm-hmm. as winter's coming, these guys are watching where these bears are going, following these bear tracks, following these, you know, seeing these, you know, I've talked to the guys, they'll go out in the, in the mountains and they'll just watch a mountainside. And you're looking for fresh den activity where bears are coming back to the den and you'll see just a slough of dirt coming out on this pure white mountainside. Yeah, and I say, you know, it's like anything else. You spend enough time in the woods, and these are the things you do, and this is yeah. how you do life. So, so most of the the guides up here are doing it that way. So more power to them. I, you know, I don't know if it's I right mean, or wrong. It's like whatever. When Not you my got way of it. And snow machines and all the tools to do it, why wouldn't you do it? Well, I probably would too, but hey, you know, exactly. I don't have all the tools. <laughs> and you also have some dude paying you thousands of dollars to go take you, you know, to go out there. Like, Yeah, and you do need to be successful, so you have to put the time in. So you may not be getting yeah. paid today, but you're putting the time in tomorrow. I mean, just like, for example, you know, like I put the time in in school, mm-hmm. you know, so I could become a nurse. And so it's saying yeah. you put the time and that money, money and the energy into that so that you yep. reap those benefits. Now, when kind you, of when the you, same scenario. When you pay for a bear – Essentially, that's what you're doing. You get that tag. You're paying a guide to get you on a bear. You don't want to hunt like we do and like wander around the woods hoping you're going to stumble across something. You want this dude to take you to that animal. Well, especially when so, you spend 
the kind of money they're spending. I mean, you know, it's like if I spend absolutely back, what draws me up short about going and hunting back home. I mean, I'd love to go get another Roosevelt duck. They're great eating, a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but to go chase them down, like it's just, it's a pain. I mean, you have to either a be willing to the, I knew a clan of folks called the belts back home. And the way they did it is they had like 30 guys in trucks. And so they went with CBs. And so what they would do is they'd tra- chase all over the trash unit. That was their home unit. And so they'd say, you're taking this area. You take this sector. And so they'd literally like, just start driving around. They'd start just radioing in. This is where the herd's at. Mm. Just narrowing in that way. Man, I don't like that. I, I'm just telling you how they did it. I don't agree. Yeah. With it because they had some sketchy things the way they did things. They always yeah. got their animals. But they could. you were allowed to in the state of Oregon at that time. And this is 25, 25 years ago now. Yeah, uh, you're allowed to use CBs and say this is where they're at. Like that was totally legal. Honestly, in my mind, that turns it into a harvest, not a hunt. Yeah, and you know, if there's a stray bullet and it hits the wrong animal, I guarantee you, they weren't the kind to say anything about it. If you know what I'm saying, unfortunately, oh, yeah. they weren't yep. the uh, that animal gets butchered up and carcass thrown to the hide and stuff gets buried and off you go. Or even if that, you know, now nah, that is cut. I'm up sure there's that's. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know no, what I'm trying I, to say. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just busting your chops again tonight. <sighs> it's not hard to do today, man. It's been a day. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm there. so, ex- I'm so excited. It'll be so. 50 degree weather. I mean, you got to think about it. I was reading some Facebook posts. I mean, Facebook has some of the best information and some of the worst information all at the same time. Mm. And you have to True. kind of ferret it out. Like, you know, like when the whole, they're closing on the bear season. I thought, oh, it's April Fool's joke. No, it was actual real news, um, you know, for the spring bear, for that 24 hours. Um, but yeah. it um, could also give you some really good news or, you know, like a lot of information. Like when guys say, hey, I've been on the ice and it's just getting rotten out there. Don't take a truck. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that's been going around like, hey, don't take, don't do go to this trail. Don't Because I, mean, I follow four-wheel drive stuff. I follow hunting stuff, fishing stuff all over the Prince William Sound. It's kind of everything I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And most everybody is saying the ice is rotten. It shouldn't be long. Like there's a lot of that kind of going on right now, which is. So I got, so my, my, uh, my telltale for when the ice is no longer safe to be out on or when it will be very close to being done is when the bush pilots pull their planes off. Oh yeah. True. Drive by uh, fire Lake. And if you see planes on the ice, you got time. It's still safe to get out on. I wouldn't drive my truck on it. But, but at least you, you you still have to be careful when you go out on it. But on the same token, you know that oh, there's yeah. a good, reasonable chance that yeah, it'll be okay. Sure. When, the, when they yep. pull their planes, oh yeah, absolutely. Because remember, because remember, ice melts; it gets thinner mm-hmm. in, in the in the spring. It gets thinner on the edge of the lake. Thank God. Yeah. Because so at least it goes from the edge of the lake in versus in the winter it does the reverse. It gets you know the center of the lake is the thinnest. Right. It's weird. So anyway, so if they're still having their planes on the lake, you're still golden. You can still get out there. You can still do your thing. Wouldn't drive my truck, but you can still at least get out there. And as of today, the planes were still on the lake. So okay, but everybody's been saying give it a week or two, and we should be there. You know, I mean, a couple of weeks, and we're at the first of May, and then you know, usually the first king is caught in about a month from now. So mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. we're only thirty days out from the first king. So I'm kind of hoping the hunker down order goes away by then. At least the, like the true, like, like the style we're in right now where they start saying you just sure. start getting out. Like 
Yeah. You're like maybe not like you have church open again, or maybe not we have like theaters open again, but like at so, least uh, yeah, start around. gathering in smaller gatherings. Like okay, you can meet in groups of fifty or whatever. Like they were trying or, to do. Yeah, or like hey, if you keep it under ten, you know what I mean. So like you get together, you and your buddy and your wife and kids. You know what I mean. Well, right now it's under ten. Yeah, true. It would be, wouldn't it? Because I got four. You got mm-hmm. three. So that's seven. Sure. Like, yeah, technically, sure. we could gather together. Right. Six yeah. foot distance. We could. You could. You guys could. Well, I'm just saying. You could get rid of the six foot distance <clears throat> thing. Well, and that's what they're going to do. Is they're going to start saying, "Okay, you can start gathering in these." You know, start gathering together and get rid of that and all those things. But anyway, and and yeah. they're going to want to do that because the you know the hospitals were in a holding pattern as far as you know, elect, quote unquote, elective surgeries are not urgent surgeries. Sure. Um, so you want to be sure we don't get bum rushed. So there is some value in that of having the kind of see what we do. Yep. Because, like, that you know, can control other things, but yeah. Uh, anyway, Brandon, I've had enough COVID talk. I'm done with it. I, I live that world every day. So yeah, I, I can't even imagine, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's some parts of it are frustrating and whatnot, but I could ramble and, but I don't think it really in this time really would benefit anybody other than maybe yeah. my own blood pressure, but it probably raised that anyways. I just, um, it's springtime. <laughs> I'm ready to go camping. I'm ready to go fishing. And uh, my kids are Dude. getting super, super antsy. We bought a new tent this year. So, so we, uh, so Ella was, that's my, so my daughter was getting real, uh, like, I don't know she's been cooped up. She's pretty extroverted kid. She likes to see people and all that stuff. Right. So, um, I made the comment, how is she your wife's kid? I mean, seriously, dude, uh, she's, (laughs) I don't know. So introverted. It's hilarious. Although the other day we dropped off some, uh, cider for Heather. Right. Right. And, uh, we were driving away and she's like, I miss seeing Heather. I feel like I haven't seen her in forever. I'm like, well, you haven't. She's like, I saw her every day for so long and now I haven't seen her. I miss Heather. It's funny how even introverts need a little extrovert time. Yep. She's getting to the point really yeah. quick where she's like, I'm going to need my time. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ella's getting kind of, my daughter's getting kind of like antsy and just needing stuff to do. And she's spending more and more time on the stupid, you know, YouTubes and all that crap. So I'm like, all right, we're going to find something to do. So I pulled out my tent, my little personal tent. Mm. And I'm like, all right, you want to camp the Taj. Not the Taj, <laughs> not the Taj, <laughs> the Taj. I might be able to set up in my garage efficiently, but anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a little like, you know, three or four man tent, just a little, you know, right. just me and my gear and call it. And so I showed her how to set that up in the living room. We did the whole, like, here's how you do it. Here's how you set it up. She set that thing up 99% by herself. Sweet. So. Yeah. Yeah, my tent. We so we, I just mentioned that I got a new tent this year. I probably made yeah. the ultimate coup. So I taught Heather how to do the tent. Now she's always known how to kind of do a tent, but she's never been very efficient. She just kind of lets me do it. The kids have been watching, and so they've been helping out a bunch. I found the exact same tent that I bought. Oh God, we were in Vegas at the time, and it was on clearance then. So we moved out of Vegas in '09, early '09. So this had to have been like '07. So we've mm-hmm. had this tent for like 12 years and I found the exact same tent, but in a dark tent, like the dark walls, you know, so it doesn't let the light in. So that really bugs okay. my, my son and my wife. They both just don't sleep well. So it's like literally takes up the same amount of space and 
you know, like it folds into the same location. Like all the things are the same between sure. the old tent and the new tent. I'm like going, huh, that's all right. So my son saw that and he's like, dad, this is one of those dark thingies, right? I'm like, yeah, it's dark room tent. And he goes, oh, well, we can, uh, when are we going to go? I'm like, well, it's a little chilly yet. <laughs> Just a touch. Uh, but we're thinking really hard. I'd like to go to the, is it Captain Cook State Park? North of Kenai. So you drive out to Soldat and oh, go up to Kenai. How it, all the yeah. way at the end as it comes up. All the way to the end. I think it's the Captain Cook. Um, I'm not you know, sure what that's called, but that is a great campground. Yeah, I mean, it's like the only thing. I Like you drive the highway out there. You keep on driving and driving and driving. It just and it, ends. And it ends. It literally and ends there. There's a, there's a pipeline trail that you can four-wheel. Mm-hmm. And if you hang our left, there's like, and you go down left, left a little bit to the right. When you hang the left, like it's like a tenth of a mile. On one side is the day use access. The other side is the campground access. That camp beautiful. That little campground, you know how they have like a little bit of space between all the, like, so full disclosure for those of you who have never been to an Alaskan campground. When I came up here, I was shocked and horrified. Here's the reason why. Most of the campgrounds that I've now spent my time in, like if you're at the Sioux, you're at um, Crooked Creek down there by Kasiloth. You know, a lot of these are literally like they came in, they plowed it over, paved a big ring, and like you're backed up like Walmart style with everybody else. Like it's just it feels like you know, the idea is that you're out having fun. You know, it's like at camp, but you're you're camping, and so part of it was is it wasn't necessarily. I mean, people are around, but I'm not like around people, and so that 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 I want to say it's Captain Cook. I'm gonna look it up here. That feels just like an Oregon campground. Like that's how they do mm-hmm. it. Gotcha. A little more space, a little more spaced out. Yeah. just yeah. And, and like there's a little bit of brush between me and you. And so the idea being is that, you know, you get to enjoy that kind of, you know, campy lifestyle. Thing. Sure. Yep. A lot of the campgrounds you see up here though, that when you start looking into it are privately owned. There are sure. quite a few of those. When you talk about going to the Sioux, you talk about going to some of those places like that. They're not state campgrounds. That's true. The second part of it is when you start, if you get on Onyx and you, and you start looking at what is state land in some of those areas and what's private land or what's other company, you know, corporation land, they don't, some of those spots where those campgrounds are are kind of squeezed in. Yeah, that's true. So now you go to someplace like Denali National Park where it is just, oh, that's, yeah, thousands wow. of acres, you start getting better campgrounds. But when you're seeing those areas, like, especially when you're talking about fishing, you know, I'm going to go to Susitna, I'm going to go down there and fish. They're squeezing campgrounds in because they know they're going to get money, A. B, there's people going, so they're going to be full. Absolutely. Yeah, that, did you find the campground? It is the Captain Cook State Recreation Area. That, man, that campground is awesome. We did that when you're dip netting quite a few years ago. Ella was... Oh, geez, she must have been like one years old or something like that. But uh, are you thinking you know, Cook Creek or are you thinking because the Captain Cook is a long ways up there? It like, is. Okay, yep. then yeah, yeah, it's like 45 minutes away yeah. from Kenai. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you got but another. There wasn't anything, there was nothing available in Kenai. Oh, right. And I see that. Like you said, they're all just, I mean, it was all packed from dip netting. Everyone and their brother was down there. It was a huge salmon year. So we're like, screw it. We're going to drive an hour, we're going to have a nice campground. We're going to love it. And we were able to fit two families in a campground and still not have anyone else around us. Right. I was going to say, it's so. super, it's just a nice little campground. I'm looking forward to doing that one. There's a couple of them down here on the Kenai. Um, 
uh, kind of by like it's Beluga is the name of one of them. It's past Beluga. No, it's not. No, that's, that's the point. Yeah, there's a couple more of them before you hit Cooper's Landing that I just want to kind of go camp at just to have a good time. And there's, couple, there's some real small ones in there. Um, yeah, a couple of those small ones. Just, but just this year, I think it's going to be a really good year for those camping expeditions where normally they're going to be just yeah. packed with out of staters, especially like those those uh, RV adventure ones. You know the uh, I read oh, the RV, yeah. you know, those people. And uh, yep. I, it's going to be a great year to just go camp and just do all that kind of stuff. So, You know what another one is? If you're just looking for to get out for a weekend, mm-hmm. that is a really quick, easy one to go to that is actually a really nice campground is uh, Eklutna Lake. Yeah, it is. It is very nice up there as well. Even here in Eagle River, our neighbor. Mm-hmm. So I, it's so funny. I was like, hey, where'd you go? You know, because he pulled his rv back in and sure. he was just you know backing in and whatnot and we we're i was helping guide him a little bit and he's like you always went over here to eagle river and i went what he, like <laughs> the river me. right here <laughs> i'm like the river right here like he goes oh yeah he says me and my my high school buddies we all get together and a couple of them have had some injuries and whatnot this year and so uh we just come down here and spend a weekend like four days and yeah it's really that bad you can always boogie out to the houses but just to just camp like it was literally camping for not just like the sake of camp but literally for the sake of camping like you know like camping in your backyard as a kid like that was the feeling that he was like he was reporting it was just like essentially the same thing yeah including it's kind of the same way for us but um or eagle river camp was like just like wow that is just such an i've never i've yet to do eagle river that's on the the list for this year's to do eagle river um just because it's so close and you know if something happens or we're like you know what screw it it's probably gonna be one of the first ones we do is eagle river if it gets too um, cold or something yeah exactly yeah. yep i mean there was one time we were at oh goodness which campground we were at let me see if i can find it real quick it was, it was down in the kenai it was just past cooper right before uh um russian river this little dinky campground is that that one and, with that, uh, that native sounding name Kiwata or something, something like that or something like that yeah, yeah anyway. there, there is one right there right on the right exactly yeah right there actually i think it has both sides like it has the the two sides like west east and west yeah it's on huh. both sides of highway anyway um there's a little river right there but there's no fish through it they've blocked the like graded that river off so there's no fish to go up but it's kind of sad anyway that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. but uh i mean we're Cooper Landing's quite a ways from Kenai. And yeah, we got is. down there. We got down there and we were like, crap, we forgot a few things. So we booked it all the way into Kenai <laughs> to go pick up a couple items. I'm like, dang it. Uh, oh, well. So, you know, speaking of Kenai, one of my other favorite things that's going to become, God bless G, one of my coworkers. She goes by G. And, sure. And she doesn't like her given first name. It's her non-native name. So she goes by G. But she's turned me on to the trustworthy hardware there in Soldatna, right hmm. there off the highway. And really? so we're, we're doing the big charter uh, run. She said, hey, on the way back, I'm going to stop by trustworthy. I have to get a bucket. Now, apparently the store, like they have the bucket of the year. So like it's like a green bucket or it's a rainbow color bucket or it's a blue bucket. And every huh. year they change the bucket color. Really? And they bring in so many of them. And so yeah. it's like you buy it at the regular, you know, it says trustworthy. It's like a Lowe's bucket or whatever, right? But it's a different color yeah. when, in the spring of this time of year, spring, kind of winter, springtime. But then once they sell out, they just come back with the white buckets. 
Huh. Anyways, the so I went in there just because I was like, you know what, G's there. I'm just gonna stop in and just say hi, just because you know I don't mind a good hardware store, and I like our little trustworthy right. hardware store here in Eagle River. And I'll tell you yeah. what, talk about a nice little like hardware store that's like just quaint, like has everything you need, like from fishing to hunting to like a true like all American hardware store. Like hmm. you say, I need something that's vaguely related to hardware, they will have it. That's kind of where our, our local trustworthy hardware is going towards. They're working if, towards that. If you can imagine that, but like four times bigger, five well, times bigger. They're kind of limited on their size. Right. But, but I'm saying, but I mean, yeah. same kind of, but if you expand Justin's yep. idea. Yeah. Justin being the owner of the place, like his yep. idea, what he's going for, but like with four times, five times the square footage, like that's what you got. Sure. Yeah. yeah it would be fantastic. Store. Yeah. Yep. But Nice. The other place I really anyway. want to camp, camp this year is I really want to go up and do some like up by Denali. Like, mm, go just, yeah, just cause it's so beautiful up there. And so we've been in Alaska. What? Well, I grew up here, but I right, you know, but as an moved adult state yeah. and then moved my wife, me and my wife moved back up here quite a few years ago. She is yet to, I'm yet to take her up there. And so one of the, yeah. And one of the things oh, I wow. kind of realized, one of the things I kind of realized is, is those are the things that I grew up doing. Those are the things that I'm used to just seeing and just like, yeah, we did Denali trips. It's just kind of Denali, right? It's a camping trip. Cause I was looking at it through the eyes of a kid. Right. Once well, as some of the, so it's, it's yeah. And it's kind of like, if you talk about some of the you know local places in Oregon, it's just like, yeah, it's just, you know, we just did that. It's the place we were at. Right. So seeing it through my eyes is so much different. Of mm-hmm. A seeing through my wife's eyes and be my kid's eyes like now that my daughter's that age like she can understand that we're going to one of the tallest peaks in the united states in north america or the tallest peak in the united states and some of those things are a little more novel to her now she's you know nine and well and the other thing is too is that let's just i mean we both have kids i mean both of our our daughters are nine my son is seven and we're choosing to live in alaska you and i okay Mm -hmm. we've made this choice that this is our home and so we're going to be and it's where we want to be And we don't know that our kids are necessarily going to choose Alaska Mm. as the home for various reasons. I want them to say, you know what? I did this. That's uniquely Alaskan, like dip netting. Like, you know what? Yeah. I camped out by Denali. I camped out under the stars. I Mm. hunted bear. We did those Alaskan things. So they could say that if they went away from here, they go, Oh yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Like I, we've never been to Fairbanks and I really want to go to Fairbanks. That is actually probably outside of dip netting, probably one of my biggest goals this year. I'd like to get my wife to the North pole. What, what I'd really like to do this year. And I think this could be like one of those weekend group camping trip excursions mm-hmm. is um, there's plenty of spots all the way up and around. Like you can do, you know, a, a longer weekend like if you had a three day weekend, you could do a full on all the way up, all the way around camping trip. So drive up one side, hit North Pole, camp in Fairbanks, oh, camp in Denali. Yep. So if you did one night and you know in the Glen Allen area, you drove up mm-hmm. by in the Glen Allen area because you don't want to just do straight driving because the kids are just toast, right? Right. So if you got up in the Denali area or uh, the Glen Allen area, which is actually quite beautiful up in there. I like the Glen Allen area. I look at that and go, that is just prime country. If you ask me up in the high plateau, it's just just beautiful up in there. 
So if you did a, a Glen Allen run and camped up in that area right off the road, there's plenty of little camping spots right off the road. And then uh, the next night you camp up in the Fairbanks area, go through North Pole and see the Santa's workshop and all that fun stuff and mm-hmm. stop in the Glen Allen area. And then third night you camp down at the, uh, you know, Denali Park somewhere in that area. Like the Healy all, area. Yep. Um, see the park, see all the funness. There's actually spots at Denali National Park you can camp. There place. is, yeah. yeah. And this so, year you might actually be able to get one exactly so this might be a great year to do those kind of things where you can actually go into the park stay at the park see a few things as long as they're not all like mandatory closed but right i said right now they're mandatory closed but eh, it's still early you know what i mean give it till august you never know um yeah and this year might be one of those great years to do those kind of things just that family getting them out getting them to some places that man let's support some local stuff right right so and then yeah and then come back down in you know a three-day trip is not you know leaving friday morning be back sunday night not undoable right now on a weekend trip i'd love to go to valdez oh man so i hear the the, so, the waterfalls up and down the road the thompson pass is just incredible so i i mean I, glen allen for me i like glen allen area mm-hmm. but i spent so much time in that kind of area mm-hmm. it just kind of gets ho-hum routine it's normal right like the high plateau the short little spiky trees you know the short little like you know evergreen for the better sense of for people who don't know what that area looks like right you don't want to know what they would call them in oregon but anyways uh i I, i'm pretty sure i know (laughs) (laughs) referring to the male member something along those lines yeah and the pole (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yep uh, yeah, I was trying to like skirt that more politically correct, but way to dive right in, Dave. <laughs> it's been a night, man. But hey, so, I kept it yeah, fairly it's just clean. like it's it's short trees. They're just like yeah, they're right, the same. True. I call them swamp spruce. Just like that's a good way to describe it. Actually, I mean seriously, yeah, that is a great way to like, describe it. They kind of grow in that muskaggy tundra e area they don't get very tall they don't get very wide and big their root system isn't very deep it's just a very short stocky or not short stocky it's a short skinny little yeah they might get 10 15 feet tall and there may be max six eight inches around yeah so i mean that's pretty much it and it gets kind of flat up there because Mm -hmm. i mean you have some beautiful mountains around you but you're right in this big open basin so um, there's some beautiful rivers right up in there. There's some great stuff to do. Um, I got some good friends that live up there, but I mean, for me, it's just kind of, so you drive through that area, you turn south to go to Valdez and you start going through this huge valley and it's just beautiful mountains on either side, river going down through the middle and it's just gorgeous. It just turns into a whole different, you get a little more of the birchy look and trees getting a little bigger and it's just gorgeous. And then you pop into the tundra. Like you get into the area where oh, you, start you get up high, on, you get up high, you start going through the pass and it's just, it's, I mean, it's an Alaska pass because it's already high. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. So, so funny part is you say get high and getting high up here because of the, the, the latitude we're at is relative things. So like, for example, sure. In Oregon, I would laugh at you and go, that ain't a pass as far as height wise goes. Exactly. But, but because of our latitude, you do get up at the Alpine country and things like that. So yeah, I know exactly yep. what you're talking about. So you're not the your elevation isn't high, but your look is high. Like right. you get up into a very just tundra rolling country, beautiful area. Then you hit the glacier. Um, I think it's Thompson glacier over there. And mm-hmm. it is 
you can park right at the base of it and walk right up to it trails right to it you can go all the way up into the glacier with these beautiful waterfalls coming off of it kind of like exit glacier kind of thing even better sword oh even better even better even better like exit nice. glacier you can kind of look at it and you see it a ways away it's mm. receded so much this has trails that walk you up onto the glacier you're like oh, climbing cool. around on ice it's gorgeous um just beautiful place and then from there you drop down into the valley and it's just these sheer canyon walls with just amazing waterfalls popping down just gorgeous area with you know train track cut, tunnels cut through the mountainside and a whole bunch of just crazy stuff if you brave a crazy cold river and a lot of junk you can explore some cool tunnels and stuff but um and then you pop out into valdez and yeah beautiful water gorgeous mountains so speaking of that into valdez i heard in the 64 quake back in the day sure but apparently that they knew the trains weren't running because they were you know everything was all screwed up right yeah but they would take their car because the road was so screwed up and i don't know if the road wasn't in yet or if the road was just so screwed up they couldn't make it but apparently they would take your car and you could flatten your tires out Mm-hmm. because the cars were wide enough back then and okay so the car, and my dad talked about doing this in the eastern washington too so i know it's you know and they sure. would talk about driving the um right after the earthquake they drove the uh, railroad tracks to get in and out hmm. i i could kind of see that now i know dad talks about how he would air the tires out of his old uh, thunder chicken and yeah. uh, thunderbird for all you ford fans out there uh, <laughs> <laughs> i actually like a thunderbird they're a nice car but uh, he would air the tires out, and so the tires would kind of droop over the rail, so he'd kind of hug it, and you'd yep. sit on the hood of your car and go shoot pheasant. Hmm. Like, right, so you'd shoot and the car in low, like you put it in low. And it, it just kind of, just drive, and you just sit up there, and it's just going to go. Yeah, it just loped at like five miles an yeah. hour kind of thing, you know what I mean? Maybe I there's that is a huge possibility. I don't know yeah. that. I've never heard that one specifically, but yeah. I mean, working in the ICU occasionally, I talk to some old timers and they tell me these stories. It's like, Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. So yeah. I, you know, hear about old Alaska, which is kind of nice and cool. And I have a, I have a book down in my library. Um, and by library, I mean my one bookshelf, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was given to me by, uh, it, it's the book is entitled Atu boy. Mm, it was written written by a kid or not i say kid um it was written about a kid mm-hmm. who survived the atu invasion by the japanese mm. when they basically the only time u.s soil has ever been occupied occupied not fired upon but occupied occupied right um and they it kind of the transition of how the japanese treated them and what they did with them anyway i met this dude when he was medevaced in anchorage one time and he gave me that book mm. So, and he still lived that on the Aleutian chain. I don't remember hmm. which island he came in from, but uh, one yeah, of those still, somewhere out there. Still living out in the middle of the Aleutian chain. And yeah, so there's some still old timer Alaskans yeah. out there and it's cool so, stuff. But just, yeah, I mean, but back to that past, talk about it just a, from the pictures I've seen. It's just one of those things that I just feel like I just have to do, you know, what I mean, just to drive it oh, once. Yeah. But so, um, if you're you know, going to do it, honestly, do it when the pinks or the silvers are in. And right later in the season. Oh my gosh. That's what everybody says. It's like just hot. Yep. Have, um, so. have I ever told you, speaking of waterfalls and good drives, have I ever told you about the hike Heather and I did when we were in Vegas? No. Up in the Charleston. So, no. so for those that aren't familiar with Las Vegas, and everybody knows about the strip and the maybe even Red Rock where there's all those red rocks and all that crap, right? <clears throat> if you drive outside of Las Vegas, did you know there is a ski slope out there on Mount Charleston? Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me because it's Vegas. 
but well, but I mean, they actually get enough snow to where they actually can like they don't need like truck snow in or anything. Like that, but they have an actual ski slope no. out there, and so well, during the summer, I would assume they just make it. But right, no, but like <clears throat> make it truck it in. Yeah, you should make it right. But I mean, like they have actual snow out there that like actually falls from the sky and all that kind of good stuff. I actually saw six inches of snow in Las Vegas at one point in time. It's kind of hilarious. Wow. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it was very weird. But whole city was, shut down, didn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> but it's a wet snow. It's totally different than it is here. Like it was like super gloppy, nasty wet. But yeah. So we went to up on Mount Charleston. There was a hike and I forget the name of the falls. Like it's just like everybody's like, the falls are so amazing. You have to do it. You have to do it. And we hiked for like five miles back into this thing. And Heather finally said, I'm not even hearing it. Like I'm not interested in going any further. <laughs> like so, f f this kind of thing, right? Is, so, is Heather a big hiker? Eh, she can be, okay. but she's not like somebody that will go like, I need to go for a hike. Like let's go for a hike tomorrow. But hiking if you said, for hiking's sake, right? But if you said let's yeah. go do Mount Baldy, she'd be like, okay, sure, let's go do it. Like Got she's it. not opposed to it, but she's not like an avid hiker type. And see, my wife goes, "You're insane. Why would you ever want to walk anywhere?" <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways i said well we're well, we're supposed to be like really close so let me go up ahead and like check out the waterfall and i'll let you know if it's anything you even need to come for yeah because like, if it's really cool let's go do it if not then like whatever and don't get me wrong so i get up in there and i go that's the waterfall and these people all kind of <laughs> look at, these people all kind of turn around like and there's like you know probably two dozen people sitting there and they go and they kind of look at me and go I can piss more than this. <laughs> we wouldn't even name this bleepity bleeping bleeping piece of bleepity bleep 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 back home. And I just turned around, walked away in disgust. And you, you could hear them all like, what the hell is your problem, dude? Like, I'm like, whatever. And I said, I told Heather, I said, I said, you know, when you come off the, 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 the 205 and you're coming into Oregon city on the 205 and she goes, yeah, there's that big brick wall over there. And then when it rains, like all the water comes off and they have like four waterfalls. I go, it's one of those. And she goes, that's it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they named it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyways, that's funny. No, yeah. I wouldn't say that the waterfalls there are anything huge. Like I'm, I'm not saying that they're just massive flows of water, but they're still Alaska. Beautiful. For Alaska, man, because you're coming through this big rock canyon, I mean, it's sheer cliffs on either side of you. You're driving through this little, like, a lot of bridges and a lot of crossing over this beautiful little river. It's just gorgeous. I, I, for can me, you imagine, can you imagine walking five miles for maybe one of those? Maybe one of those that, like, maybe. No, I totally get what you're saying because, <laughs> I mean, I've seen those driving to Girdwood and you're like, hey, look, a waterfall. It's kind of like spitting a little bit. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Totally get that. I would not walk five miles for that. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But uh, um, like the the two drives that you just have to do when you live in the state is Valdez and Homer. Homer is beautiful. I'll tell you, that's just a when beautiful, you, beautiful when you're, drive. You're coming down the highway there towards Homer, and you just keep getting these little glimpses out of your right-hand side of your car of just beautiful water. You got some – volcanoes over there um mm -hmm. i think readouts over there you just see some just amazing stuff and all of a sudden it you come around this corner and all you see in front of you is just open catch mac bay with mountains surrounding it coming in on that on a bluebird day there's not much better than that i would argue there's not much better than that just coming at it on any day as long as you can see the mountains 
True. I've, I've come in on there where you couldn't quite see that. So you see the like half the mountains, but everything else was socked in. Even that was gorgeous. Yeah. But on a bluebird day, you will not beat it. Absolutely yeah. won't. Um, I'll tell you up here. Now these. Sorry. I say up here in Alaska, when it comes to bluebird days, when you get a true bluebird day up here, it is stunning and like nothing else. Mm. Just driving out to the nature center is just. I mean, oh, yeah. what a tr- well, what a blessing it is. I mean, I, I pinched myself. I mean, even just driving, it's like we drive out towards E River Road, you know, driving out towards the highway, towards the dump. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Muni dump. Yeah. And there's times when I was going to, and I get to live here. Like, I got to right. pinch myself a little bit, you know, like, shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if you don't hunt and fish, like, damn. There's uh, the, so the second is Valdez. And the only reason Valdez is number two in my mind is mm-hmm. because there's a little, for me, once you come out of that canyon, everything leading up to the canyon with all the waterfalls and everything is gorgeous. You pop out of that canyon, and Valdez is a—it's it, not a touristy town. A, mm. uh, you don't have a lot of attractions. There's a couple campgrounds. There's a glacier you can go up to, and you know, there's some there's some cool stuff. But it's not like driving into Seward where there's all these little like tourist traps things and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, like, if you don't have like it doesn't have the same hit like go driving into homer like you drive into homer and you're just like water mountains water mountains it's just gorgeous you smell that salt air you drive in and you come out of that canyon and you have giant cottonwoods and big forest when you're driving into valdez it takes a little bit before you really get into valdez so you're kind of like oh this is gorgeous this is amazing oh forest okay all right, and then you hit Valdez, and then you start right. seeing the water, and it's not quite as like hitchy in the gut. So, right. Homer number one, Valdez definitely number two. Yeah, I'll tell you, we were able to do the ninety-two point five mile drive to the end of the road in our own vehicle with the uh, lottery pass for Denali. Yep. If you're up here in Alaska and you can by hook or by crook get one of those, you know, get on somebody's car or something. It's so worth the drive. I, if you've done it before, uh, is it, it's like mile 60 is all the further you need to go. There's like an outpost out there where they have like, like you're looking over to Denali that cross the field. You go much past that. It's it's worth it like once or twice, but I mean, to drive all the way to the end. eh. So I've never done the, uh, never done that in my personal vehicle. Um, done it in, uh, on the buses they have out there. Okay. So they have a tour bus that they'll, you know, load a whole bunch right. of people up in a bus and you drive all the way out and they'll stop and take pictures and look and talk about that and all that kind of stuff. So done that. That was all right. I was young. I was a kid. Um, so right. it didn't quite hit me the same as it probably would now, obviously. Um, so, so we drew one of those. We were lucky enough to put in and draw two years ago for a, okay. Uh, we, we drew the, uh, what do you call it? The lottery pass. Mm-hmm. So it's, yep. it's, it's by the car. So you draw for one car. So it's as yep. many jokers as you can cram in a car. And they say like no tour buses, no vans. I mean, if you're all like the same family and you're like a Mormon family or a big Catholic family, like they don't care about that, but yeah, a giant van, right. But you can they fit don't quite want- a few people in your bourbon. Right. So, but we took my dad's Honda, um, just cause various reasons we had the Honda with us. and we had a blast like we just drove through the whole thing brown bears to caribou to moose to sheep to you know and it's done at the end of the season so it's done like the 
I want to say the 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. No, the 19th is one of them. So it must be the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. It's four days. And it's just some years you get all the way back in there. Some years there's snow. snowed. Yeah. But I mean, just. The- I remember the, the two things that I remember from that trip when we went out there on the bus was, A, we watched a wolf stealing a caribou kill from a bear. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's a grizzly on a caribou kill. And there's like two or three wolves circling around it. And I know I've seen this in other places, you know, it's the standard what wolves do. They like, you know, one would kind of pick at it from one side and he'd turn around, chase it. And the other wolves would come in from behind him and grab some of the meat and take off. And sure. You know, we watched that for probably 20 minutes watching this, this whole thing play out. The second one that really stuck out in my mind is we spent probably a half hour looking at a quote unquote Eagle, which turned out to be a rock. Mm. Those were the two big ones. So, but. yeah, I'll tell you what really stuck out to me is I'm used to bears lumbering along where I can really see them and pick them out, particularly when they're moving. But mm-hmm. what stands out in my mind is I remember looking and watching a bear move a sow. It was a sow and a cub and the sow was moving. And then all of a sudden she decided to stop and got like super still. And I mean, I'm looking like right at her, like I'm watching her lumber along and How I watch away? her 100, 150 yards. Okay. So, I mean, like, I remember looking at her, I'm like, so I'm watching her, like, boom, boom, boom. She stopped. And I don't remember what happened. Kid distracted me. And I remember going, where in the frick is that bear? Mm-hmm. I know the bears, my, like, my head should be about this position looking. And like, it took until she moved, I really couldn't find her. Like, it was one of those things, once I saw her, once I finally picked up on a little bit of movement, like, it was like, oh, there's the bear. But yeah, man, going down to the Russian, and when you're in a lot closer quarters with those suckers. They're silent moving through the woods, and they're fast. Yeah, well, and, you know, again, so. a little different scenario. But, yeah, I, I, I want to yeah. go camping on the but Russian, as a matter of anyway. fact. There's some nice campgrounds in there, too. You know, honestly, speaking of that area, one of the ones that I would suggest is actually Quartz Creek. Quartz Creek. That was really hard to say. <laughs> Been there, done that one, actually. That's, a nice, that's not a bad campground. It's a great little campground right on Kenai yeah. Lake. Yep. Great beautiful um, it's beautiful in there like you just kind of go it's a, you can get lost in there it's like not like lost lost but like you can get lost in the beauty within that little oh, yeah. spot it's just great and i've uh as a kid i've pulled some giant dollies out of quartz creek yeah just beautiful fish so yeah that is a that's another one it's not that far away either it really no, isn't two hours max so i love how in alaska like <laughs> everything is relative like Oh, it's not that far away, like two and a half hours. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, so Oregon, you know, so Montana is definitely that way when I was doing some work there. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's, you know, so the powwows of this weekend, you going to go? Uh, sure, I suppose. Yeah, it's over in Browning. Oh, that's six hours. Yeah, it's just around the corner. <laughs> and you're like, that's kind of how we do it up here. But, like, I mean, yeah. even, like, in Portland, like, it's not unusual to go for a two, three, four-hour drive hmm. to go do some of the stuff like hunting and fishing and camping. Um, but like living in Las Vegas, when I did down there, like you go four hours and they look at you like you got an eyeball. Th- like what? Yep. Well, and you think about back East, yeah. it's even worse, but yeah, my, a lot of my family is, you know, is back there back East, um, or my wife's family. So, you know, they go for, they're going to go drive up to the cabin. It's going to take six hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like, it. Well, it's a drive. Okay. <laughs> But by but in defense of the lower 48ers, what some of y'all call cabins up here, 
I have to chuckle. So my, my neighbor does this. Okay. He goes, yeah, I got to go. Out to, he has two cabins. Well, one cabin in process. Sure. He goes, so yeah, I got to go out to the cabin on the lake. Oh, okay. And then, you know, he flips out a picture and I'm like going, dude, well, first of all, that's a really nice lake. Which lake is it? It's big lake. Well, of course. Um, right. You know, so that's and, a house, right? It, it's a house, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cause when I picture cabin, I'm thinking like, you know, trapper cabin, you know what I mean? So that, that, my my first trip down to to you know after my wife and I had started dating I met her up here she's from Michigan uh, I went down to visit them I'm like we're gonna drive up to the cabin now I'm like okay sure whatever so we drive up there you know and it's this long drive all of six hours I'm like okay get up there and it it's a house and it's actually the house my mother in law lives in now like that is her house now that is her home I'm like oh. Like you don't even have to go outside to use the bathroom, and they kind of looked at me like, <laughs> yeah, gave me the look like, what are you talking about? I grew up in like plywood walls with you know sheetrock or uh, not sheetrock, you know insulation shoved on the insides. So you still see the insulation. You mm-hmm. got the wood stove in the corner, and then you know the honey bucket over here, and because you really didn't want to go outside when it was fifty below, <laughs> you know, yep. and you had a little teeny room about about the size of my garage and upstairs and that was your cabin and that's mm-hmm. you know and, and you liked it oh man it was beautiful yeah so but no it's yeah. funny because my neighbor he's been trying to figure out how high to do his outhouse so he because he built his outhouse here at the house and then he put it on the uh snow machine trailer okay and he like put it on like a sled so he could tow it behind his his snow machine okay so he's like a like a freight hauling sled that he was using yeah, to get yeah, out yeah, to his yeah. cabin. i get you and he's kind of out there, you know, uh, past uh, Crudo Creek out there in 16. Sure. And so he says, I'm trying to figure out how high off the ground I want to make this, you what? know, my, well, here's the reason why. And I kind of, I kind of shot him a funny look and he goes, well, here's the problem. He says, it's not like I'm using the honey bucket every day. Like I'm not using the outhouse every day. Right. Okay. There's five feet of snow right now. Like I want to be able to open the door. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good point. So he says, I'm thinking I'm going to probably put it about five, five and a half feet off the ground. Ish. Why don't you just have a snow? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's what he's going to do. I like, I sure. don't know. If, I don't know if he's going to have like a 55 gallon drum under there. They can burn it like we do in the service. I don't know. Dude, he is military, isn't he? Huh? He's no, military. The other this, this oh, the other not. neighbor. That's the one with money. The neighbor with money. Gotcha. So, but yeah, was, I don't know. He, he, you know, he's resourceful. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys you kind of go, you don't seem like you're all that Alaskan. Oh, wow. You're very Alaskan. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like he comes home in a shirt and tie every day. Like you look at well, him when you, you go, when you got the money to do that, you can be Alaskan easy. So there's the, there's the two types of Alaskans. There's the money Alaskans who have the money to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the sourdoughs. Yeah, so this guy who yeah. who live that like the guys that never leave, you know, up in the they, they live way off the road by Cantwell, and that's it. Like they live that, and then there's the guys who can afford to go do those kind of things and have a place out there, right? I'm in my neighbor's defense. I have to give you, yes, he is the guy that can afford it. But on the same yeah. token, he also grew up up here. Like he talks about. Well, I, I'm not saying that those people aren't like. Right, real Alaskan, like okay, they know what they're doing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they can have like I'm not in either of those groups. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyway, 
But yeah, camping should be fun this year. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, as much as I like the lower 48ers to come up and spend their money and help drive our economy, I'm also kind of looking forward to maybe a little more Alaskan time, if that makes sense. Because we always say May and September for the Alaskans and June, Mm -hmm. July, and August are for for the tourists. Yeah. So, you know, the other place that I'm actually kind of looking forward to camping and I want to try out this year is, uh, is honestly going out to the Matanuska River. Mm. You know, there's yeah. so much open space out there. There's a lot of open ground. It's right in our backyard practically too. It's right in our backyard. Get out there like the man-made lake or something and just, you know, camping out there. There's a lot of interesting people that hang out out there. So you yes, do have to kind of keep your distance on certain things and social distancing won't be a problem there exactly but, but uh, you, know, you know that's f- another one of those that kind of like those are the, the it's not a campground but no, it's uh it's not gonna be that peaceful alaskan experience there's gonna be four-wheelers around and people doing things and but i think you can also find a lot of those areas i, I know you can go up uh i'll say willow spur high right you go up to willow and you turn off and it goes back up to the backside of hatcher's pass oh yeah 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 right. there's a couple spots up along the little sioux river up in there that are just Gorgeous. great little campgrounds and they're, and they're not like maintained campgrounds, but it's a great little spot to camp. It's a little gravel bar on the river yeah. and pull off and Perfect. do your thing. And so there's a know, lot of those little things that I'm excited about this year. And you know, my, my one camping trip that I just, I'm looking forward to most of all this year is fish camp. Mm, absolutely. And, and I think this year, given the COVID thing and given the social distancing thing, I'm hoping by mid July, which I should know by tomorrow, fingers crossed that i've got it my my boss today kind of indicated that i would get it off nice so um nice you know if not we'll definitely go out for at least the weekend the only downside is we'd show up saturday night and everybody's or friday night and everybody's leaving saturday but you know because of the yeah. church thing but i get my day off and i get a day off of work and come down stay with you so right but yeah but you get my point i get but, you I mean, yep but that's like worst case scenario but we should have wednesday through sunday off that week and yeah you know i'm just looking for just the communion and just hanging out with my fellow mm. man and just being like-minded and yep. you know it's it's what god intended us to be is is not i mean yes the church is not the building down the road as as it is each, each one of us so mm. part of that also comes to we also have to have time to ourselves in the sense that as a body just to hang out and just not in the corporate setting but just like relaxing doing life helping well, i think that that's what COVID has thrown at us. Like, you know, I really do think that this is where, you know, God's given us this opportunity to, to change the idea of church. Yeah. So many people have the idea, well, church is, you know, what you do on Sunday. Now church is not what you do on Sunday. Church is this body of people that are, you know, following Christ and that, and are all, you know, believe Christ and are on this journey together towards sanctification. And, um, yeah. And one of the better church experiences, if you want to, you know, quote unquote church experiences are sitting around a campfire with people hanging out, talking, you know, eventually it always ends up with, you know, some sort of praise song played over someone's iPhone and just, you know, just hanging out. Just relaxing. That. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's in those moments when you're just relaxing, you find out how much your brother or your sister really is hurting or how much they really mm. need help with something or, something stressing them. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't necessarily open up about that on a Sunday morning because let's oh, be yeah. honest about it. We're just so either we're busy doing church in the sense that we're trying to foster other people. Like, you know, we're, we're serving or yeah. we're like, you know, Hey, I got to come in, do my thing, get out for the next guy. So we're trying to be polite. And so we well, miss out on that sitting down, like that slowing down and just 
taking that moment and resting and really having the conversation and just really diving in yeah. and, you know, which for a lot of folks is lacking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't tell how many, it, it kind of blew me away when I started working for a, a church and being really kind of working involved in it in a deeper, other than just going on a Sunday, you know, and sure showing up to some, you know, Bible study or something, but you know, how many prayer requests you get for just totally broken people. But then on a Sunday or, you know, whatever service day or, you know, for a Sunday and Wednesday, you never see those broken people. Right. Right. Like you don't talk to people saying, dude, my marriage is falling apart or I'm struggling with complete alcoholism or I'm thinking about suicide or, you know, my, my, my husband lost his job. Everything you talk to people are like, how you doing? Doing pretty good. God's good. You know, and that's the standard response you'd get. You never really get much deeper than that. And then behind the scenes, you see just this complete broken society and complete broken culture that's all, you know, trying to do this thing together. So you get a place like that, you know, sitting by a fire. Well, there's not the, those, there's, there's no distractions. There's just mm, dudes, chicks hanging out well, and just, you know, the like-minded and just, you get to where you can actually have a conversation more than 30 seconds, more than a minute, more than 10 true. minutes. But you, you don't have it. to put a church face on. No, you don't. And that's what people like. That's when church really flourishes, when people can do that and not feel like they have to have a religious face on. Yeah, true. I'll be curious to see what happens with the church once we get out of the quarantine order, just because I suspicion you're going to find there's going to be for a little bit there. It's kind of like going out to eat again. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be a ton of people in the church. Mm. But give it like. I'm excited about it. Oh, I'm excited too. I'll be curious to see how, how we come back. Cause we, we've kind of been through this with our church in the sense that we went to a local high school with a remodel mm-hmm. of our own building. Yep. And then, so we kind of went through that phase where we've kind of been away, came back and now we're being forced to be away by the Muni and for yep. good reason. I'm not saying it's a bad reason to not be in the building, but mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, I'm curious cause we came back stronger than ever after that. I mean, like it took a little bit of time, sure. but boy, we came back really strong after our little hiatus. Yeah. So it'll be uh, interesting. I'm excited to see once we start being able to meet in smaller groups, mm-hmm. like the one thing that really kind of got me going, it was really excited to see was small home churches all doing the same thing. Like these, you know, we call right, them like outposts. the outposts, right? Yeah, ACF outposts, man. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing that of like, this is what the church started out as and see what momentum that builds towards towards this so yeah towards anyway. this thing we call the church yeah absolutely yep. well you know All right Brandon, you know it's getting late it's uh, even though it doesn't feel that way because it, there is it is not even i don't think it's even officially sunset yet but no, no. it is bright great. light outside it's great but uh i think we should probably wrap this one up and call it a winner and talk Wait again next, next week yeah. Right on. Yeah. So uh, as always, hit us up on our social media platforms. We have Instagram, Facebook, Sourdough Outdoorsman Podcast, uh, and whatever your uh, listening device is, whether it's you know iTunes or Google or whatever it is, uh, hit us up. Give us a five star rating, just so we can keep doing this. Um, and uh, always, uh, got any questions or anything? Yeah, shoot us an email, or I think we got a phone number on there somewhere, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's on the. It's on the. Uh, it's Facebook. on there somewhere. So. Yeah. Right on. All right, man. Well, until next time. Until next time.